This is Beering Ain't Easy. Do you spend all week thinking about what new beer you'll try next? Then yeah, this podcast is for you. Come join us while we try new beers, share our ratings, debate craft beer culture, and in the process, throw a few jabs at ourselves. So crack one if you got one and turn it up. Welcome to Beer and Ain't Easy with Adam and Drew, episode 17. So let's go back to last week to the Beers of Instagram episode. The Beers of Instagram. What an episode. I'm listening to that one like we sounded so freaking old. It was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when you were trying to um, like explain whether you had done an Instagram reel or a TikTok and you couldn't remember which one. And you're like, just find it on the Internet. (laughs) Find it on the interwebs. (laughs) (laughs) My wife, I made my wife listen to that just because she's so into social media. Yeah. And she really appreciated it. Did she roll her eyes at you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was like, how do you not know the difference between a reel and a TikTok? I call it TikTok. That's how sophisticated tic-tac. I am. Let's take a TikTok video. A little TikTok. <laughs> that was a really good Coastal Harmony Hazy IPA. Yeah, it was. By Urban South HTX. And it was so good that... After the episode, you had forgotten that we had two beers on the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have this routine where we check in our beers on Untapped, like the night before we post the podcast. And so we were both posting the two beers that we drank. One of them was the Coastal Harmony and the other one was Snowball Juice from uh, Urban South in New Orleans. <laughs> and I had posted both and I noticed that Adam had only posted one. And I was like, hey, dude, if you need a picture or something, I can send you a picture. And he's like... What beer are you talking about? <laughs> like, he's like, do you need a picture of snowball juice? And I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Adam must have been like way more blasted than I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today? Today is our inaugural Thanksgiving episode. I'm really going to be upset when we can't start calling things our inaugural because like <laughs> we do that like every time it's a new yeah. new thing. I'll still, I'll still call it that. Yeah. It'd be second annual, second inaugural. Second inaugural. <laughs> I think, I think that's okay. It can work. So tell them, tell the audience what we have in store today. This is kind of a little change up from what we normally do, but you know, we're getting close to Thanksgiving and I'll be honest I drink a lot of beer on Thanksgiving, but I don't often drink it while I'm eating food. And so today I, you know, was kind of researching a little bit on what are the best beers to drink while you're eating your dinner. And so what we brought in today is we brought in a Thanksgiving menu. We got the main course, we got the dessert, and then we got two beers for main course and two beers for dessert that we're going to try to compare and tell you what the best beer is for Thanksgiving dinner. It will certainly be interesting. So just to give everyone a little bit of context, can you describe the main course food that you've prepared? (laughs) I went to the grocery store thinking I could find like a couple single serve Thanksgiving dinners out there, but uh, no, ain't got nothing. So I got this like 
little like turkey and green beans and mashed potato like lunch kit that I brought. So it's almost Thanksgiving. You know, it's close enough. It's basically a TV dinner. (laughs) (laughs) So Adam and I are going to eat a TV dinner while we drink these beers. My question to you is why did you not prepare the full meal for me? Well, one, I hate to cook. And two, do I really want to like tap out the week before Thanksgiving when I know I'm going to have to eat at least three meals of that shit next week? (laughs) Okay. So what beers do we have for the main course? Adam gave me the hard pronunciation beer today. So (laughs) the two beers we're going to, we're going to go head to head. The one I have is a Belgian ale and this one's actually a Belgian quad. I know uh, some people recommend drinking a Belgian triple, but uh, we had a Belgian quad. So that's what we're rolling with. So the beer I got is a Trappiste Rochefort from the Brasserie de Rochefort. To be more specific, it's the Rochefort 10 coming straight out of the Belgian homeland. Give us some details. ABV, what's it working with? It is 11.3% alcohol. So this is this is at that level that you drink a little bit of this at Thanksgiving dinner. You'll be the drunk uncle by the end of the night. Not necessarily because you will have all that food to soak it in. Yeah. This combined with the tryptophan and the turkey, I'm guaranteeing there'll be a nap involved. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I have the brown ale. This one is Plaid Habit by Boulevard Brewing Company. It's a Canadian whiskey barrel-aged imperial brown ale limited release. So I'm pretty excited to try this one. So... I love Imperial Brown Ales, and even more than that, I love barrel-aged beers. What's funny is like we said we wanted a a Belgian and a Brown Ale, and we kind of got the beers we were looking for. We were looking for a more simple Brown Ale. He brought brought, – how much ABV is in that bad boy? This one is coming in at 12.4%. Holy shit. It's like we were supposed to get the, the you know the easy sippers and all of a sudden we're just like hitting it hard. Yeah, so I was envisioning more of like a lighter brown ale, but we had some procurement issues at the bottle shop this week. <laughs> and once I saw this, I didn't really care if it fit the agenda of the podcast. It just really was more about me wanting to try this beer. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to crack one. <laughs> so before we get into talking about the beers, because I need a little bit of time to drink the beer, what do you like about Thanksgiving and the Thanksgiving day? There's like two things that I love about Thanksgiving. One of them, it's frying turkeys. And the other thing is football, because it's like it's one of the best football days of the year. Hands down. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in the Midwest, and frying turkeys was not really a thing in the Midwest. Probably because half the time it's cold as fucking balls. And it's, yeah, you don't want to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never really thought about it until yeah. like I talked to my parents about it. And they were like, well, it's probably because it's cold as shit here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, typically in Houston, you can fry your turkey in flip-flops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... I fried my first turkey a couple of years ago, and I was a complete amateur to frying a turkey. I could see that. With yeah. You. So, like, the bears are playing. I'm wearing, you know, 
rooting on the best team in the world. And so like I'm wearing all my Bears gear and like I never really thought about what happens like when you put the turkey in. And so like I got like oil splatters all over like my my best Bears gear. Oh, that's a shame. Fucking amateur. (laughs) You know, I got to I mean, if we're talking about turkey frying, I got to share my best and worst turkey frying story. So when you're frying a turkey in Texas, like the number one priority is you got to be drinking beer while you're frying that turkey. And usually once it's in there, you kind of watch it and there's nothing you do but drink beer and and watch it fry. Well, one time I, I probably had one or two too many beers before. And uh, when you have some of the cheaper fryers, they have, it kind of looks like a triangle that you're trying to latch onto and pull the turkey out of the oil. And so I kind of grabbed it and I I pulled it above the oil and I kind of was shaking it a little bit just to shake some oil off before. And I, you know, my hands weren't quite steady. We all know where this is going. That bad boy popped off of that triangle and it went right back into that <laughs> steaming hot oil. Oh, my God. And I was looking at my brother-in-law across from me, and, and both of our eyes like freaking saucers. And we just like jumped back five feet and watched this like wave of oil, like hot, scalding oil just like fly over the sides. And the only saving grace is I had turned off the flame. Otherwise, that shit would have all been on fire. But I had this like – it looked like a – crop circle from like aliens on our grass from all that oil that just burned the shit out of my glass. Similar to what you have in your front yard now? That's your backyard. Oh, okay. (laughs) You're lucky you didn't get that shit on yourself. Yeah. Well, that would have, I would have been in the hospital for sure. Oh my God. (laughs) So I have a little dirty secret about Thanksgiving day drinking. So I used to be a big beer drinker on Thanksgiving And because of this podcast, I probably will feel obligated to do so this year. But a couple, maybe three or four years ago, there's this uh, family that we always used to have Thanksgiving with. And they got me on to drinking bourbon Mm -hmm. on Thanksgiving Day. And the rationale was it doesn't fill you up like beer does. So you can eat more food. You can eat more food. Yeah. That way you're not full of beer by the time you get to the fucking table. I feel like when you're starting the day early, that description that I gave you of drinking too many beers, I think that's the same thing that can happen if you're drinking a bourbon or a high ABV beer through the day. I feel like if you're in charge of the any cooking, you got to stick with them crispy boys. You got to have the Pilsner or like a light beer. If there's an exception to bring out like a Bud Light or Miller Light, it's probably when you're frying a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but normally like when I'm sipping bourbon i can do you it can regulate pretty, i can regulate yeah and I'll, I'll go into the meal with a good little buzz but usually coming out of the meal i'll kill the buzz although things can get south sipping bourbon yeah. <laughs> as as things can go south on many alcohol related drinks. <laughs> all right so we got a lot of beer to cover today and so we're gonna break our routine a little bit wait you're breaking tradition on me only for our new Thanksgiving Day tradition. Ooh, okay. I, I can get behind that. So we're going to talk about our beers early in the episode. So let's talk about this Belgian. Can you repeat the name of the Belgian for me? It was the uh, Trappiste Rochefort, I believe. Ten. So what are you thinking about this beer? Man, 
I I love Belgians, and so like this one, like I fell in love with on the first sip. I hadn't had this one before. I didn't get anything like on the smell that just that really just stood out to me. Did you get anything on the smell? It smelled like a great bready Belgian to me. Yeah, no, it smelled. It had that like that subtle spiciness, that fruitiness. That as soon as I smelled it, I was like, "Man, this smells delicious." I haven't had a Belgian for a while, but thank God I'm having one right now. Yeah, that's great. On the taste, I got some raisins. Uh, I got some brown sugar. And uh, the thing that I don't know if it's you're supposed to taste it on this beer or not, but I, I got like a hint of banana there too. I don't know why, but I got a little banana on this one. What about you? Yeah, maybe I don't know that. I, I certainly got like the fruitiness. Okay. That deliciousness. It was a really. Did it, it have that that real Belgian flavor to it? <laughs> <laughs> Drew's signature move. <laughs> we haven't pulled that out in a while. So let's let's switch gears over to the brown ale. So what, what were we drinking again on that one? We were drinking Plaid Habit by Boulevard Brewing Company. And I'm just going to say it right now. This beer was fantastic. Yeah, it, it was really good. I mean, I you take a whiff of this one and the nose is all whiskey for me, man. It's Canadian whiskey through and through. When I smelled it, it just smelled glorious <laughs> like it had that barrel age smell like that oak then i got hit with some maltiness some sweetness yeah I, I really i mean i know you're more of the malty fan than i am but this was like a sweet malt that i really liked and you got a little bit of that whiskey kick to it i think both of these beers they're warming beers. And so if you're in a cold climate and you're drinking one of these bad boys, it's going to warm you up. I know I didn't say it with the Belgian, but I felt like it had a little bit of heat at the end that told you that there was alcohol on there, a little boozy. But I do agree. I did get a little bit of that oakiness from the barrels. When I was reading about this beer, I was I was kind of blown away because they aged these MFs for 18 months. That's pretty impressive. That is impressive. Yeah. So flavor profile, I got pretty similar to what, what you got. I got... I also got like a toasty toffee flavor. Hmm. Like it. Definitely boozy. I thought it was more boozy than the Belgian. Yeah. So the real question, the, the most important question is which one paired better with Thanksgiving dinner? So I'm going to say the Belgian paired better. Really? With the turkey and mashed potatoes. You mean the Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> I refuse to call it that. <laughs> it's a poor man's Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I kind of felt like when I was in the checkout, when I was buying these, like a dessert and a Thanksgiving dinner for one, that they were just looking at me and be like, oh, look at this sad son of a bitch. He's going to go home and cry while he's eating his, his Thanksgiving dinner by himself. This poor fucking bastard. <laughs> I actually reversed on that. I thought the brown ale was where it was at for Thanksgiving dinner. I, I could see a regular brown ale being a little bit better pairing with the food than with all the whiskey there. Yeah. I think the whiskey was a little overpowering, but I, I felt like the brown ale was where it was at with turkey. So how about your untapped rating on the brown ale? I am bringing 
the heat on this untapped gradient. I am going 4.5. Wow. Dang. I just thought it was it was perfect. I thought this was a really well-made beer too. And um, I didn't quite go as high as you, but I did go a 4.25. And so that's a lot for me. On that's that's yeah. high. Yeah, I, I thought this was a fantastic beer. All so. right. So let's talk about the Belgian. Yeah. What did you rate the Belgian? I rated the Belgian also a 4.25 because I thought they were both fantastic beers. But I do give the edge. when If I was comparing beer to beer without the food, I gave the brown ale the edge on that. All right. I really liked the Belgian. I went a 4.0. Okay. Really good beer. Both of these beers were beers that I would I would go buy again. We're going to take it from the main course to the dessert course. Oh, yeah. So the, I'm going to first start with the desserts. Um, again, it was a little hard to find what I was looking for, but I got us a uh, apple pie and I got us some chocolate, German chocolate cake. It's not exactly a traditional dessert, but I felt like we needed something chocolatey to compare against. It was essential to have that chocolate flavor. Yeah, I was really looking for like pecan pie or something, but I didn't want to buy the giant pie and you know, I was looking for just a single serve. So let's talk about the beers. What beer do you have sitting over near you? I have the breakfast stout sitting by me. So can you tell us like who made the breakfast stout? I could tell you that if I wanted to. Okay, so founders breakfast stout double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout coming in at 8.3 percent that's awesome you know we did the kbs a few weeks ago and we're doing a founders versus founders dessert battle here because adam's got the breakfast stout and in front of me i've got a founders porter and so both of these are are known to be Pretty solid dessert beers for Thanksgiving. So we're going to go head to head to see which one pairs the best with our desserts. We've already cracked these. Let's be honest. We've cracked them. We've been writing our notes down. We've cracked them. We've been drinking them. We've been eating dessert. We're not going to subject you to any more bullshit tonight. So let's get <laughs> right into talking about these beers. So let's start. Let's start with that breakfast stout, man. Okay. So this breakfast stout tasted like a friggin' cup of coffee it didn't only taste like a cup of coffee but the, the nose on this is the most amazing coffee nose that i've had in a long time I, I just i can't get enough of just like taking a whiff of this if you want to drink a beer that tastes like coffee this is your beer and i thought it was interesting because they call it a chocolate or a double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout i did not get any chocolate flavor i get just like the slightest hint of chocolate but i didn't get i just got coffee man it's just like it's a coffee bomb yeah and that's <laughs> a good thing yeah so let's switch gears to the the porter so what do you think about the porter i thought the porter was a really good beer comparing it to the breakfast stout it was like very mild it had like a very subtle smell. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. It wasn't an overpowering smell. It wasn't coffee. I got like a little smokiness. I don't know why, but I, I got a little bit of smoky roastiness. But when I tasted it, when you think about the, the breakfast stout, I got sweet coffee. 
But with the porter, it was more of like a bitter coffee to me. It was still really creamy and smooth, but it was a little bit more bitter than the breakfast stout. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. I got like a stronger roastiness. Yeah, I can see that. To to it. So Maybe that's the smoky that I'm talking about. It's yeah, really I'm more pretty roasty. sure it is. So like, <laughs> for me, it was kind of like a roasted malty flavor. The important question is dessert pairings. What are your thoughts? You know, I thought they actually both can pair fairly well with desserts because neither one was sweet. But if I had to choose one, I want a cup of coffee. Yeah. And that that breakfast, breakfast out. stout. I mean, to be honest, you could eat that with bacon and eggs. Yeah. We were talking about that <laughs> off air. We were like, if I was going to drink a beer first thing in the morning with some bacon and eggs, it would be this breakfast stout. But when it comes to these desserts, you're right. I, they're both not super sweet beers. I feel like the breakfast stout you could pair with any dessert. Because it just complements everything. I felt like the porter with the apple pie, I wasn't feeling it. But the porter, when you put some chocolate in the mix, I felt like a porter with a chocolate dessert was where it was at. I felt like that was a great combo. If I had to pick between the two, I feel like the breakfast salad is the most all-purpose dessert beer, though. That's fair. That's fair. So, the other question. Radiance. Untapped radiance. Untapped radiance. So what are you going with on the porter? On the porter, I'm going to go a 3.75. Where are you hitting? I ended up going 4.0. We had a pretty stacked lineup tonight. We did. I mean, if you want to if you want to knock Thanksgiving dinner out of the park, you just drink the four beers that we had tonight and you got it down. You've got a good lineup. So like what what are you thinking on this breakfast out? I'm going a 4.25. I yeah. thought it was a tasty, tasty beer. Yeah, I'm I'm sticking right with you. I know I did three 4.25 beers. And that's pretty impressive that's to have mess three up. in one night. And that's going to mess up your untapped bell curve. My bell curve is intact. The three beers that I rated 4.25, they all brought something different to the table, but they were all glorious. And I'm really glad that we had them tonight. Well, we had some fucking awesome beers. And I hope... On Thanksgiving, you have some fucking awesome beers. And we also hope that this episode helped you make those tough beer food pairings and maybe even inspired you to put the wine down and choose beer for your Thanksgiving dinner. We'll see y'all next time. This has been a Beering Ain't Easy production at the Sesh Coworking Podcast Studio in Houston, Texas. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you want to see what we're drinking, our untapped handles are Beering Ain't Easy Adam and Beering Ain't Easy Drew. 